I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. TC and Jake. It's an accurate description. For sure. Us and everyone, all the other humans. I, uh, I'm just taking a brief moment, a respite to speak with you. Uh, it's just a, a slight pause in my time of simply just mainlining Turning Points USA content. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, you know how sometimes we talk about, like, if you see, um, like, there was a story just a couple weeks ago uh, of a, a guy who was, like, a car dealer's son, some big car dealer in Austin who hired, like, an ex-Navy SEAL and an, uh, an IDF guy to kill his wife. Or to kill his uh, mistress and uh, her boyfriend because they were extorting him. And then you're like, oh, this I makes... I don't think I knew about that. Dude, it's a big one. And it's and you read that and you're like, okay, well, this makes action movies actually seem a little more believable, right? Uh-huh. Like, they got the ex-special ops guy. When you watch the Turning Point USA videos, it makes Righteous Gemstones, like, not that interesting. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, all right, this seemed crazy. And fantastical and over the top, and then all of the videos I've watched in the last day, I'm like, this is way better than anything on premium cable. The Rittenhouse thing is so dark. God, that's dark. Yeah. Like I, I get the sense that everyone just kind of treats this like, uh, oh, this is always going to happen. I'm sure that you made a, he'll be speaking of the RNC joke, uh, like right when it happened, but. I don't know, to see all of it actually come to pass. Like, that joke is not even funny anymore. It was funny, like, five years ago. Yeah. And, like, there's no comedy in it at all. Yeah, no, it's just what happens. And then they had, like... it's like, also not funny to say the sky is blue. <laughs> right? Like, then they had... Have you seen the one with Coolio? No, With Gangster's no. Paradise playing? Uh, like, yes. there's a guy praying or something, and then a bunch of people in robes, and they're swaying back and forth, like... You know, it is remarkable... As much as people like to do the the right is getting better at comedy and the left is this terrified thing, uh-huh. like I don't know that really enough is made because they have such shitty, divisive, you know, uh, regressive opinions. I don't know if enough is made at like how bad at content, <laughs> like every right wing, you know, Until leading now, voices. Well, uh, I mean, this, obviously, this bad stuff good, isn't like uh, ironically fun or whatever. It's this is just some of the best presentation I've ever seen, period, end of sentence. But it all has, like, knockoff marshmallow songs. Like, they found, like, the one semi-conservative EDM producer, and he's like, I don't know. I still have my That's the my thing. MPC it only takes 1000. one. The re- <laughs> right? every, every single person in the crowd is a total fucking dweeb that couldn't dream of making something this cool. But they found one guy yeah. who is able to make cool stuff. I don't know his name. I don't know anything about him, but I can tell they have him. Yeah, and these things fucking rock. Yeah, and that guy definitely was referred uh, by Tim Pool. <laughs> no, I don't think Tim Pool knows any cool people. No one. I don't know. There's got to be like nerd. if you work at Vice that long, like one percent of the people there agree with you. 
So you do have like a chance of having like shitty people. I know what you're saying. But you know, just this is a big company. Tim Pool is an uncool person's idea of what a cool person is. Whereas whoever made <laughs> I would the agree with that. intros, they are actually cool. I have to admit, I I don't. I'm not trying to fight it. I'm just giving props. What they're doing, I wish I could do, but know that I can't. Like, how about the fact that that all took place and it like honestly completely upstaged the final date of the truth and history tour or whatever Trump shit was called. Like I haven't seen hardly any clips of that other than the one where oh, he says he got a vaccine and is the full thing up? I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I was uh, enchanted by his address, the first Baptist. Oh yeah. I did watch that. Uh, I God, I wish I had prepared the clip because me repeating, it's not going to be as good, but it was it was very, uh, you know, a lot of people say he's a man who will save Christianity. And we're doing big things with the saving, folks. <laughs> yeah, nothing will ever top two Corinthians, but... A lot going on, saving-wise. Yeah, and it's weird, too, because Robert Jeffress definitely looks like the type of guy that Trump would call a slur behind his back you know <laughs> yes there's no central <laughs> casting involved there unless like you're looking for central <laughs> casting like control f for twerpy grifter but like there's no way trump is like boy this is a real man you know yeah no 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 just copy paste all the stuff he says about pence yeah pretty much this yeah. guy wants to blow them all up <laughs> uh i think it was I think it was uh, electrocute them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They referring were talking to uh, gay conversion people. therapy. And yeah. then John Bolton, he also had a similar thing about uh, just he wants to kill all the Iranians. Yeah, this guy's nuts. Yeah, he spent a Look couple minutes shit. room with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just wanted to give you a brief rundown of my week. Yeah, I heard it's been good so far. Yeah, it's been awesome. So. Uh, I did go ice skating by myself on Monday, and I was I saw your phenomenal. photo lacing up the blades. When's the last time you've been ice skating before that? Uh, so probably like this. I think it was the Saturday of Thanksgiving. They actually have a little deal out at uh, the Gaylord, but it's like a little deal. Okay. Um, and it was I funny just, too. Other than that, has it been years, or do you do this every once in a while? What's so? I kind of vaguely remember you doing this sometime during the time i've known you i've never done it like this but the sagan game was like what probably there you go six years ago yeah something like that and for that i went i think three times outside of the game okay like the stars just let um bob and i use the ice at like aac <laughs> no but it was the you know frisco star center and it was just me and bob out there yeah at like 6 30 in the morning so i did that I've gone once in uh, in Fort Worth over at like the Coyote. You know, Drive. I don't like hockey, but the pitch is so fucking good. It's what if we played I mean, soccer, I, but we gave them sticks and had them on fucking skates? And God damn, that rocks! And honestly, dude, like I know this is ridiculous because like I'm far from being like capable of playing the sport ever, but it's just like a magical feeling to me. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I loved doing it growing up. So there's like obviously a nostalgia bit to it, but um, so yeah, like six, seven years ago, probably a few times, then a few weeks ago during Thanksgiving, but it was funny too, like the Thanksgiving one, I think Joe and I thought that this was going to be a much larger sheet Uh huh. and it was not. Okay. It was 
pretty small. Yeah. And like I invited him out there. Couldn't open it up. With her family because I was like, all right, I don't know. This seems fun, right? Like they got beers and stuff. We could just go ice skate. And he and I were like the only two adults. Mm. It was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds we like it. That's a word. did not uh, like tone things down. <laughs> that also makes sense. Yeah. Um, But so, yeah, the thing on Monday that was a little bit weird was – Normally, this place in North Richmond Hills has, I want to say, 1230 to 145 every day open. Okay. It's like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. So I called uh, that morning just to make sure they were open. And the lady was like, well, it's a little different today. She was like, we do start at, you know, 1230, but we're going until 8 and it's winter wonderland. Okay. And I perfect. go, what is that? And she's like, well, it's like, well, you'll just have to see it. It's the exact same thing, but we play Christmas music. And it's dark, and there's, like, <laughs> Christmas light strobes. Okay. All right. And I was definitely the only person there by myself. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was considerably more of a family-oriented vibe than the normal 1230 to 145 window would be. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But... And I did not give a fuck. Yeah, I don't hate that. That's fine. It's so much fun, dude. I mean, the great so thing about fun. doing anything by yourself is you like you quickly realize how much of embarrassment is driven by what are other people's reactions going to be, and whenever you're the only person you're ever going to see again, like the concept of embarrassment is just gone. Exactly. So anything you're doing by yourself, you're like, this is fucking great. Like, like I, I would be embarrassed, like if someone I knew knew that I was just doing this by right. myself with no friends, but like they don't. So this is great. And I mean, you have like the P one worry factor to an extent. Yeah, I got a – not even really a story about that, but uh, anecdote. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I was a little bit – I'm not really worried. I just was prepared to step off the ice and have some dude blow up my mentions. But uh, it was great. I skated for like an hour. Yeah. And burned a ton of cows. Mm-hmm. And – Yeah, you're looking fit. Yeah, thank you. The place on uh, – the place that I that I went to in North Richmond Hills on Monday, they have buy one get one free pizzas. Mm-hmm. It's a good pie. Um, so that almost satisfied my pizza buffet craving because I definitely ordered two large pizzas and sawed through like one and a half of them the second I got off the ice. That one and like, a half large pizzas. They're thin crust, so okay, that's that's a lot. Yeah, like I wasn't part of a bet. I was just you. Trying well, to choose just the optimal been, amount of food for yourself. What am I going to do? Turn down the second one? Keep that, boys. Donate it. I mean, I would just order one pizza if I were by myself. I ordered one pizza, and the guy said, you can get a second one for free. Oh, okay. And okay. I'm like, well. Did you say that just now? I did. Yeah. I'm sick. That's a good time That's to okay. mention that. <laughs> That's okay. Um. So then that was like the peak of the week. Uh-huh. Because since then – and we're, uh, we're recording at like, you know, one o'clock on Wednesday. On, I want to say Saturday morning when I got up, my refrigerator was warm. Like the temperature reading said like 68. It's just the opposite of what you want your fridge to be. No, it's it was more like refrigerating than refrigerating. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever really broke down in my head the concept of the term refrigerator. Yeah. What's what's going on there? I think the refrigerator could probably do... (laughs) With the heavy lifting? Everything that we wanted to do. (laughs) Right. 
it seems to imply that you're returning the air to its natural temperature, but I don't think that there's anything in evidence that shows that that was its natural temperature. Thank you. It's not like the air starts out cold and we're just trying <laughs> yes. to get it back to where it was. Thank you. Thank you. I'll run on this platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the freezer portion was intact and it had power. Oh, okay. So I'm okay. like, okay, well, this is fucking confounding. Yeah. Like, you know, if the thing happened, well, it could shake loose or if it was a, one. Uh, yeah, but I mean, just as far as presenting an issue that makes you think, all right, well, the fuse didn't blow. The breaker's not blown. Something uh, it's not in, off. in the machine. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well. You do have a second garage fridge though, right? Yeah, it's a little bit flighty, like to the point where sometimes we have to use the freezer, uh, freezer part as a fridge. Okay. It's very old. It was, well, it's the one we had before actually. And then we bought this one from a friend, the, uh, the newer one. Yeah. And I think that we had the exact same model. I think you're right. Yeah. And it, it, it went kaput. We, this was, uh, you know, I mean, I could see it coming, but I was crossing my fingers. It wouldn't go the way it did. And then that's exactly the way <laughs> it went. Whenever we moved into the house or whenever we were buying the house, it had, the lady had already moved out, but it had the fridge and washer and dryer in there. So we knew that she'd already taken off for Austin without her washer, dryer, and fridge. So in Probably the, a reason. In the <laughs> offer, we were like, how about you just leave those and we don't pay anything for them? And she was like, yes, but if if one of them is broken, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. And we were like, okay, so obviously one of them is broken. And we were kind of thinking buying a washer, dryer. <laughs> like the washer, dryer, like mismatched. And Megan's been agitating for, I need top of the line washer dryer for a while now. So I was prepared. I was just really hoping it was washers broken, got a free fridge. Yeah. And, you know, I had a one in three chance that it wouldn't be the, or a two in three chance that it wouldn't be the fridge. So I was feeling great about this, but uh, I hit on the wrong part of the oh, no. spectrum. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know because it worked fine for a couple weeks. And I don't, it's, and it's not like it went in and out, you know, it was just like one day we came in and it wasn't doing anything at all whatsoever. Uh, but it is the same model. So I'm just saying, I, I don't know what the model is and I'm not here to blow up a uh, Frigidaire or whoever the fuck made it. I don't even remember, but, uh, you know, it, uh, I got a negative review of this model at this point. Yeah. And the one that I have, um, I, you know, I don't love it. Again, it was very cheap buying it from a friend, that same one. And, yeah. Uh, no, I just thought it was fun because you you always have complained about various aspects of this fridge, but yeah. like, but it's a deal. Like, how could I turn it down? I, yeah. I would always laugh at you in my head and be like, yeah, look at what dumb things happen to him. <laughs> and then I get stuck with the exact same fridge in similar yeah. circumstances. That's tough. And let me tell you, uh, you might think that it's easy to get someone to carry a fridge up some stairs. Uh, like, because we, we had our previous fridge in the garage. Like, we didn't get rid of her or anything. So once the other one broke, we were like, let's just have them swap it out. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, especially when you get that crossways with your help. <laughs> well, that, I mean, this was all <laughs> happening afterwards. Okay. It wasn't, uh, those guys were out of my life, never to come back in. That was okay. irrelevant. Um, but just getting other people to, uh, to come in and do it. And like, they Fucked up the floors, the shit, but like they were like the fifth guys and the previous four had said no, so I wasn't even mad. Right. Just but now I do have super fucked up floors. I don't know what to do. Uh live with it. 
I think most likely. I think you got to read because it's stained concrete. So that's that's better than it being like hardwood or whatever. So I think it's feasible enough to restain the whole thing. But I think you got to restain the whole thing. I don't know. If anyone knows that, that I don't have to restain the whole thing, please reach out. So uh, I cleaned out the fridge, which if there's one small silver lining here, it's that by Saturday, we don't have a ton of groceries. Okay. Like yeah, we kind of yeah, do yeah. like a one week buy. But it was enough to where it smelled like absolute ass. Oh. So I cleaned out the fridge. And yeah, that was that was another big part. I'm sorry to keep interrupting. You're fine. I've got I've got similar. I've got things <laughs> happening in my life that are so okay. closely aligned. Uh, whenever we put the fridge in storage, like we didn't plug it in or whatever, it was just sitting in a thing in storage. So that was that was the big hassle. Whenever ours went kaput, is uh, tons and tons of mold. Yeah, the mold factor was just is fucking significant. Eating up that fridge. So yeah. I I spent like a day just Ugh. took every single thing out that could come out, put it all in that bathtub, and was just fucking scrubbing and working. And have you bathed in there since then? Uh, no, it's like the guest. I mean, like I cleaned it out once I was done. You can go in there to smell it. Yeah, I know. It just seems like mold has like a, a half life that is probably longer than we estimate. Like you may be entitled to financial compensation. I may be from some sort of a. I don't think it's going, anything's going on in the bathtub. Like the it's the mold. It's hitting the tub and going down the drain. Uh, now whether or not like uh, it's safe to ever use that fridge again, uh, yeah. possible. But I I tried to do my best, and you, like all that mold existed in smaller form. Uh, whenever the fridge was always going on, it, but the point of a fridge is to control mold. So. Interesting. You know, like the, once you get it back down to the correct temperature and you've cleaned everything out, I thought that we might have a, a fighting chance of being in a good spot here. When's the last time you took a bath? A bath? Yeah. You're <sighs> anti-bath guy? I don't know that I'm like anti-bath. Like I, it's not like I'm against the idea, but I'm not going to do it. I'm at two in the last like 10 days, two weeks. So, I mean, I guess – certainly at the point you did the second one that's indicating you enjoy it oh no i love it okay i'm a bath guy i bathe in like every hotel room that i go to that has a bathtub yeah i've been noticing how much the nice hotels have been moving away from bathtubs it's a absolute travesty i don't know they must be tougher to maintain or something because it's very uncommon now yeah so anyways uh Mother-in-law had a fridge guy. Okay. Like she had recently dealt with this. So we hit him up. And I think his first day out was Monday. And Monday morning when I get up a couple hours before he gets there, the dishwasher doesn't work. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm no, you know, operator, machinist here. But it seems odd to me that both these appliances just stop working within two days. Definitely possible that that's just like the most random occurrence ever, but they're next to one another. Like, do you think the the power's fucked up? I don't know because, like I said, the power was still the fridge still had power. But like, if if the dishwasher did not, it's like surging some or something. You don't even know what that means at all. No. So, and I I know so little about it, I can't refute it. Power, like if you put too many ohms. Yeah, if yeah, if you get (laughs) past the the the, threshold, you know, ohm limit. Yeah. So I had no idea. I, I was like, man, this is literally my first full day off of work. And I'm like, all right, well, this is just fucking grand. So the guy comes out 
And uh, he gives me like the, I'm not going to blow you any smoke here. Like this fridge is done. Yeah. He's like, you know, you, you have to clean out the coils every six months or so. And he's like, and you guys haven't been doing that. And I'm like, I've never heard of that in my entire life. But as I think I told you about a year ago, it was the first time I'd ever heard that you're supposed to clean out your front-loading dishwa- uh, clothes washer. Yeah. And like there's a full 10-minute video that I watched on it. And I'd never heard of that before in my life. Maybe that makes me a moron. So the guy was Is like, this yeah. for all fridges? I don't know, dude. He was like, yeah. Should I like, go clean my coils right now? He was now? like, these coils are fried. He's like, they, they had to work too hard because they, they were so dusty. And he was like, you should be blowing this out with like a blow dryer like twice a year. So I'm like, God damn it. Okay. Turns out, fridge is under warranty. Okay. We just had to get the info from the people that we bought it from. Uh-huh. But it was within that time. Dishwasher, the guy's like, yeah, this is fucked. Okay. He's like, it's fried. Circuit board's fried. Because it's too much power. The That's ohms the are out of control. Yeah. So at this point, I have... Impedance? Is that a word? <laughs> keep going. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I have no refrigerator. I have no dishwasher. And uh, as part of the process of trying to figure out, you know, was it a breaker issue? As I'm flipping breakers, my router fries. <laughs> oh, no. So whenever Jesus. today you were like, we could just do this remotely if you want. And I was like, ah, nah, you know, it's <laughs> no, no sweat, I'll man. I'll drive out there. <laughs> it was because I was fairly certain that a, a phone hotspot was not going to generate enough connectivity for us to do the show. So as of this morning, I was without internet, without a dishwasher, and without a refrigerator. Oh. Yesterday, Might I... Might as well not have a house. Dude, we talk about this a lot, but it is insane that like you get to a level of wealth that for me anyways is probably like a step up from where my family has been before. Yeah. Yet constantly something very basic is fucked up. Constantly. Yeah, it's hard to square. It it doesn't, I mean, yeah. So uh, I go buy a new dishwasher yesterday. Uh, The big box home improvement store in question said, uh, if you want us to do installation, it will be sometime in the next seven days. And I'm like, well, that's a fucking long time, man. Like, I don't know that I can – I really want to go seven days without a dishwasher. I don't mind washing dishes by hand, but at some point you're like well, – I didn't know you are getting divorced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies should be washing dishes. Is that the – Sometimes people use wife and dishwasher as a synonymous Got term. Got it. Love it. So going seven days Love without it. a dishwasher. Love it. Yeah. So uh, I go buy I buy the dishwasher and I tell them like I'll just pick it up. I'm gonna do this myself. Oh no! Have you ever heard the stories about like how Ted Williams was a horrible hitting coach? Yeah. Uh huh. So in conversation, my wife tells my father-in-law that we're going through this stuff, and he's Uh like, "You know, dishwasher is easy." Okay. He's like, "That's not a problem. Like you should be able to do that by yourself. It's just you know." Water line, power. Here's a YouTube video. I spent probably two hours down there, and it was a fucking disaster. Oh, yeah. At which point, we called the guy back for uh-huh. Monday and said, can you come out and fix this? Uh, so he put that in this morning, and then I got the very interesting situation. What did you get? Uh, I don't know. 
It was like 800 bucks, which felt insane to me, but that's what it was. If you think about the utility you get out of it, yeah, we it shouldn't seem insane. At our uh, previous reasonable. house, we had the dishwasher go kaput, and I I think that we spent around 800, but just we're a uh, I'm TC Fleming here for Bosch. <laughs> the big fan of the Bosch line of appliances. Yeah. I'll never buy another brand of appliances. Well, I'm Jake Kemp here for a popular, uh, I think, crime show, Bosch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same deal. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon's Bosch. <laughs> Someone, like your aunt, watches it. So uh, just ask her about it. <laughs> Jorts has seen every episode and won't stop talking about That's it. That's the least surprising thing I've <laughs> yeah. ever heard in my life. Uh, my dad also does love it. <laughs> Second both, least surprising both, thing I've ever heard Jorts in my and my life. dad love Bosch. <laughs> so here's what happened this morning. Uh-huh. So like I said, guy number one comes back out. And he's going to install the dishwasher for uh, for us that we picked up from Big Box Store. Pretty good, you know, as yeah. far as like getting dish wa- dishes washed pretty soon by a yeah. guy we feel good about. We got a little bit of a relationship. Well, here's the thing. So guy from, uh, I think we're fine to say this. I believe the, the fridge company in question was owned by Whirlpool. Okay. Like there may be a conglomerate situation going on uh-huh. here. So they come out this morning. Um, very responsive. That was cool. And that guy comes out and says, this fridge is fine. He's like, you know, you don't need to replace the fridge. You don't need to replace the coils. He's like, you do need to blow it out down here. But it had kind of started to cool off like late last night, which I was like, this makes no sense now. It's been down for two days. Uh Uh-huh. So now I have both repair guys. They stand next to each other? Yes. Oh, boy. And they have conflicting assessments <laughs> about what is happening here. And Whose with, dick is bigger? Within like an hour, the fridge is humming from corporate repairman wow. who fixed it. And the other guy was like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but it was fascinating to watch. It was like watching, you know – the alligator hunter or oh something. Oh, my God. Like I the two imagine. of them in their natural habitat where they're yes. both just like, fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And it makes me think, I don't even know if that dishwasher had to be replaced. Well, you see your capacitator here. Dude, they were just going back and forth, like passive aggressively. <laughs> and the this upshot was. God, what I wouldn't give for a video. It was interesting, dude. Just Very interesting. Such fucking dad energy. Just, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I love so, it. The uh, the guy from big company uh-huh. fixed the fridge. It was very cheap. It was like 150 bucks relative to what we thought we were going to have to spend. Yeah, that's for, great. And the dishwasher was replaced. I'm about 50% sure that even needed to occur. Um, but we got them both done. Internet guy is uh, probably at my house right now. So that's good. And then I think when you and I tried to record on Thursday – you wanted to address the fact that I finally got the dog tumors taken care Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to update. Well, just. <laughs> you wanted to update that I was not having my dog executed. Yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> you know, fact, I think everyone who hears the, only the way that you interact <laughs> with the dog on the podcast has right. worries. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Fair. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, just it's it's always one of those things, right? I think that uh, Bad Radio went over it a number of times. Just the the true conundrum of like my dog is eaten up with cancer, and like you know, what's the it, number? If it were an ant, yeah, the path forward was clear. Unless you were Tony, but you it's ever heard a those dog. stories? No, did he kill his aunt? 
No, but uh, Tony once told us, because Tony's like stoked on animals, uh-huh. that the animal hospital that's like in between my house and Dan's house, that they just like know Tony's name. Because okay. he's taken so many injured animals in there, like a frog. Do you even see that many injured animals? You know, I don't. But somehow he does. Because like at one point, he's got Justin the had like five it. dogs and he'd like found all of them. And I'm like, I don't think I've run across five dogs total in my lifetime. No, and if you... There's the one I called 911 about that you made fun of me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and that was... And that's about it. Now, I mean, there's like one or two others, but... But I mean, if you if you narrow the scope to like animals that weigh less than a pound... Yeah. That makes it considerably more strange that yes. he's taken like multiple birds, frogs, like other, you know, reptiles and amphibians, like, and he takes them there to the ER. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, it was like eighteen hundred bucks, and that's the last like heavy spend I'm gonna do. <laughs> Just, did you let the dog know? This is it, bud. You Final do, contract. You get hit by a car, you're bleeding out on the street, hope you like it. You know, I suppose if it was something that was like sudden. <laughs> yeah. Like we can keep her alive right now. But if it's something where they're like, hey, this could be a problem in a couple years, I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to pay for it. Yeah. So they had like, dude, and she's fucked up. Like, I mean, you saw all of them. Yeah, they have to shave, make like a four to six inch, uh, six inch incision on every single one of them, um, and they're all over her body. So it's been a rough, rough week on that front. And then you know what I've told you about for the last twenty five minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just uh, like I know with like we had a dog, but I did go ice skating. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'd be <laughs> stress reliever. Sure. Um. We had a dog that had a, a giant tumor, like, you know, kind of like leaning one way giant tumor. Yeah. For a while. And I like, I, I, I think that they're just less of an immediate pressing issue in dogs than humans. Like they must be. Well, the weird thing was, and she had a human with like, a, you know, like whose head, head was tilted to one side because right. it got such a large tumor on it. It's like, well, they've got like a week left. And this dog just went on for fucking years with this giant tumor. Head wound, Harry, top five SNL sketch. Yeah. Uh, sketch. That's a great one. The weird thing about it is, and I don't know how common this is in people, they kept telling me that none of them were malignant at all. Yeah. And I'm like, and well, that's, there's like a fucking dozen of them. So yeah, yeah, and like if, at what point do we become concerned that all we have here is fatty tissue all over her body? Yeah. It's like weird. if they're not cancer then what are they the problem yeah like i've got some moles i just you ever had one uh, removed? i wouldn't pay 1700 dollars. no uh there was this is one of the you know i have a list of things that i complain about regarding uh my high school experience as you may know yeah on list that list is- Light work is uh, to describe it as such. I would go with more of a manifesto, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> um, my my entire family had a period where it was like everyone in the family, all the big moles coming off, and it was while I was <laughs> at Excel. What the fuck? So like for the you holidays know, this year, it's the Fleming mole off. Like it was that they started going to a dermatologist who had an itchy trigger finger. Okay, yeah. like the, anything they saw, they'd be like, "Eh, Nuke you might it. as well just nuke it," uh, and would recommend to the insurance that you do so. Of course. And then within like I, I mean, I think it was like 
a month before I was set to leave or something like that. Uh, they came in and or like they switched doctors. Okay. Like I never once saw the trigger finger happy doctor. Like I did go to a like the new doctor like right when I got out because uh, my grandfather died of skin cancer. We we got you know the sorts of bodies where skin cancer seems like an obvious danger. You're called Irish. Yeah, folk. you know, real white skin, lots yeah. of moles. Uh, great stuff. Women love it. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I went to the per, the new person, and they were just like, no, it all looks fine. I'm like, even that one? We should do something about that one, right? And they're like, no, 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 it's all good. It sucks. I've yeah. done it. Yeah, no, Megan uh, did one recently. It didn't seem like something I actually wanted to do. The weirdest part about it for me, and this was like, I was like, 10 or 11 and they were pretty concerned about it the weirdest part for me about it which was that even though it was uh you know numb i could hear them digging because it's you know they got to get in there yeah and i remember my stepdad telling me that one time about like whenever he i think he got like plugs like hair Uh try just trying Uh uh-huh uh because he lost his hair like a really young age and he was like dude you know you're awake He's like, and it literally sounds like somebody cutting carpet, like Ooh, on your head. And like he, you can't feel it, but you can hear it. I yeah, like, I mean, that as, is as documented, shit I've ever heard of my life. Yeah, if you've ever actually heard carpet being cut, huh. it's not that cooperative of a material. <laughs> God, that yeah. Would, no, I, mine was really small though. Cartoons get this right. Uh, there's a lot of drilling in root canals. Oh, dude. <laughs> I was going to tell you about this. Uh, I went to the dentist Monday morning before uh, before my skating adventure. Uh-huh. I was so close to telling them about you, and I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, you like, I, I just wanted to like have some <laughs> some some industry talk. Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. Like you should have, dude. It was so weird. I was like, why do I feel the need to tell this lady that I see twice a year that like <laughs> I'm very close with someone who possibly had the worst dental situation. Like nah. in the past several years in the U- in the United States, like no, obviously we went over people the- get their teeth removed all the time. I yeah, know multiple people that don't though. have teeth. That is true. <laughs> so if you factor in everything, I don't know why I did not tell them. <laughs> yeah, but I was fine very close. To. Call them up after this when you're driving home. Just be like, "Hey, I had something I wanted to share." And I felt so proud of myself, like knowing that. You know what? I was here six months ago, and now I'm back. You go twice a year. I'm going back on Monday. What number is that? I don't know. I've lost, lost count. count. Yeah. Probably like five or six. What's Monday? Just the, the cleaning, they wanted to do a follow-up to see how how it was doing. Like, nice. you know, to Did determine how much more cleaning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was super, super disgusted with the fact that all they had that day was cookie flavor. What? Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes they'll give you like, all right, we can do mint. We can do. Yeah. They had cookie. And I'm like, that's fucking disgusting to me. Yeah. It made me think. I love cookies, but doesn't and sound see, I like hate cookies. I and so it just made me think there's got to be a market like for someone at uh, Yum mm-hmm. or like whatever the company is it owns. Like, like hit me up with a little uh, Frito burrito. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> a little personal pan. <laughs> that's much worse. <laughs> Ugh, French. French, French, and, and ranch. 
It's in a Breaking Bad whenever they reveal that oh. it's the big conglomerate that's been manufacturing <coughs> the meth. That was what, such an odd storyline. Yeah, they really didn't do that like, much There was like a it. sauce sampling element to and things? And what they were sampling was French. Yeah, okay. I'm interested. <laughs> for, something, for some reason, that, that word just always stands out so strongly. But French, it's a hell of a word. I'm trying to think of what, like, it's just French onion with ranch. I, I mean, mean, I think down. it's French dressing and ranch dressing combined. I don't know what French dressing is. I also don't, but I have heard. <laughs> you it said before. it pretty confidently. I mean, I know it's a thing. I know the, like, French salad. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I mean, I'll look into it. Maybe. That's I'm about not. the best I can do for you. French dressing? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um. So is is that the the summary of your week? I don't want to cut off any week. Things. Uh, so far, yeah, so far it's been uh, it's been shitty, but it looks like it's all turning up. It's just been very expensive, uh, for one. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, you know, financial crunch around the time of the holidays. Not great. Yeah, not great. Or whatever that even means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it sucked. Um, Lucas out, KP's out. You know, those were the biggest problems in my world on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Defense looks good, though. Cowboys are. I was reading what uh, Henry Abbott wrote about uh, Luca. Uh, Henry Abbott didn't write that. Oh. Uh, David Thorpe did. Is talk did? No, David Thorpe is. Talk uh, writes all of it. Now. I've always been a huge, which is weird because, as I think I'm aware of from your uh, correspondence with our our friend David Ruff. The swerve of Henry Abbott in like the last 18 months is the goddamnedest media turn I've ever seen in my life. Well, that was me trying to, to you know, get over there because I, the only reason I have access to the things that Henry Abbott or anyone else writes is because I am now a True Hoop subscriber. Insane. <laughs> because I wanted to find out like, what the I'm, fuck all this is about. Like the dude's got, like he went from like 15 years ago, like writing about is Kobe really clutch? And now it's like everything is about like the Saudis. Yes, <laughs> yes. Henry, what happened? But anyways, the article you're referencing was written by David Thorpe, who does uh, a lot of work, podcasts, and writing for True Hoop. I thought he, he used made to be great an ESPN points. guy. Yeah, he did. Just, just be a little more careful. I'm not sure that I like love some of the terminology. Like what? What word did he use? Immature, greedy, or immature, or something? Yeah, was a, he was basically was just saying that, 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 yeah, Luca's being very lackadaisical. Like, that anyone who wanted to not turn it over, like, who, you know, made it a big effort in their life to not turn it over would not turn it over at the rate that he is. He, he very much made it like a, this is a, a moral failing kind of thing. He did, which I try to be somewhat careful about just throwing around. Not like it matters, but. That's... I mean, you and he have very different situations. Thorpe? Yeah. It's different, but he's also like a career coach. So there's some weight <laughs> behind that. You know, he's been like a player development guy for Yeah, I like just mean like if, if you if if you say something that I Luka might takes hear personally, from Mavericks PR. it could like really fuck things up for you. Yeah. Whereas he's covering thirty teams and if, yeah. I guarantee you some of them don't like him already. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So like who cares? There's also the fact that uh and I think it's okay to say this now. Not that I want to do like a full sports talk segment. I wonder if I could find this out like pretty quickly. I think Luca's turnovers have to lead to the highest amount of points in the entire fucking league. You think so? <laughs> because, dude, it's he just gives up. 
Yeah. Like, because he's, whether it's he's complaining at the officials or he's mad at himself, when he gives it up, they give up points. And it's like, dude, if you just like limited half of that, it yeah. wouldn't be that bad. Like, I understand you're trying to make a play, but he just, he just bitches <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Those people that uh, have been saying that for years are, uh, they're right. Dude, did you hear Falwell the other night? I mean, the good news is that those are easy. Like, you know, if the problem is that he can't jump high enough, then, like, trade him. If the well, problem is he just needs to, like, uh, make some different decisions, like, he could start fixing that tomorrow. Part of the problem, though, is that I think part of the reason that he makes some of those decisions is because he knows his team sucks. And he's got to gamble, you know, in ways that maybe a guy like Chris Paul, who's got seven solid players around him that he's going to be out there with, you know, four of them at any time. But no, Falwell the other night was like the wildest shit I've heard in forever. He was just by himself. Like on the call. Derek was had COVID or something. I don't know if he had it or if he was just a close contact and it was a road game. So skin wasn't there and it was just, I'll bet he did good. Did he do good? I thought he did great, but it was just, it felt like I was, it was like a hundred years ago. Just yeah. like listening to a, a dude do a game by himself for three hours was just, it was wild. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I watched Vin Scully games and, uh, it's, it was less jarring than you would think, you know, like if, if someone's good, you can see why the standard, like it just, if you don't have an excellent play by play person, like, uh, that, uh, Eagles Redskins game last night. I don't think I'd run across that play-by-play guy before. Uh, he couldn't do it. He what was his name? Blew. I don't remember. I was in and out of that one. Um, he sucked. But uh, Falwell, I have a very high opinion of. And, you know, I, I think that he probably brings more stories and notes to a game than he's able to get in during the time of the game. For sure. But I'm more talking about keeping up with the pace. Like yeah. baseball and even football to an extent. Like there's That's a, a good lot point. of time to take a breath and reset. Like yeah. basketball, if if it's not a timeout, like you're, you're pretty right. much narrating action straight through and then trying to keep up with all the other, you know, important elements of the I'm story. I'm sure he doesn't want to do it every every day or anything, but I, you know, I, it's – if I hadn't had the Vin Scully experience, I just would assume that people can't do it. You right. know, it just seems so daunting. But and you're right, the baseball is the exact opposite as far as pacing and everything else goes. But uh, whenever, like listening to Vin do it, you know, I mean, obviously he's better at it than most people. But like, you, you kind of, I, I think that more people should try it for baseball. Like, if you just come yeah. in with enough stories, like it's. You know, it's kind of great not to have interrupting and like the the flow is just so much more. It's hard to coordinate. You know, I mean, like I I would never want to do a, a podcast by myself. Like I, I think that I especially that skill set I just don't have it. Um, and you know, I would never want like I I did like a, a half hour of a sports Saturday by myself because uh, Logan Gorley didn't read the schedule, but. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know it, it wasn't the end of the world, but I, I I think there's a lot of benefits to conversation. I think that the human brain is used to hearing conversation, right? And that it it takes that in pretty easily in a way that it doesn't normally for monologues. 
But the upside of it is that conversation, as you know, you can see many times throughout this particular episode, there's a certain amount of coordination, right? Uh, you know, of like, you know, are you going to talk here? Am I going to talk? You know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, whatever one person is solely controlling the flow, there is an upside to that. This is uh, an odd question, but thinking back to the Brenneman moment, mm-hmm. did he have a guy with him? Uh, he did. I'm pretty sure. Like, I know someone else took it the rest of the way. Yeah. But, like, when they went to the booth shot, he was he standing there guy. by himself. I think. They just were like, dude, you, why don't you go get a hot dog? Tom's going to have to handle this one on his, on his own. Like, I remember seeing the shot of him in the booth, and he's standing there by himself. And I that's, mean, that's the such other guy a weird fucking thing. ran out into the hall whenever he heard that I, shit. I'm sure the producer was Not like, looking to my in my career by being the guy standing next <laughs> to the guy who's about to never work again. The producer's like, look, dude, he's got to handle this on his own for five minutes. It's just going to be what it is. Yeah, and I mean, in baseball, they've always got people going in and out and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. That's weird, right? Like the Rangers did that forever where they would almost like switch innings. Yeah. Like Matt yeah. Hicks would do like the middle portion of play-by-play and yeah. like Eric would do color. Like I, that's unique to that sport for sure. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, I mean, I, with all this stuff, we all shouldn't have too much path lock in. There's a lot of ways you can do it. There's advantages and disadvantages to each. And I think trying a bunch of them, you know, it's, it's cool enough. Well, it is until like Cuban listens to it and he's like, oh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, pay you exactly zero more dollars to do yeah. this every single night. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I'm, I'm so out on Cuban. The, oh, man. You want to talk about that? I I've been it's been on my notes forever, but I I how long we've we been going? I never uh, I can't see over there. I'm yeah. good enough eyes. Um, you don't got anything the rest of the day. Let's just give people a real big episode. I got to take the dog to the vet to let them look at the fact that she's opened up her sutures, but uh, that's not till four. Yeah, well, he's, it's not uh, four yet. I I figure you just been beating this to death on the show. You probably had plenty of opportunities to talk about, but his comments about the Twitter oh, fan base those those really bothered me. Super super bad look. You know, I think my thought on it was initially like, okay, you know, the people who say it to my face, they say I'm doing a good job. So I just want everyone to understand I am doing a good job, and to be like. You don't think there's anything going on there, maybe, about pressure, the, the making it so they don't give you their honest opinion? Or, like, you know, the fact that if you really believe that your core audience is, like, a dad in the suburb who takes his eight-year-old to the game, <clears throat> and that's, like, who you're catering to, like, they're pretty much going to be okay with whatever you do. Like, they want to see a t-shirt cannon. They probably want to win a free sandwich or a burrito or Frosty isaiah thomas uh and they're like ah well i like luca so fine they don't give a shit if you haven't won anything in a decade people sign up for twitter solely a lot of people do solely out of passion for like a specific topic Mm -hmm. that's almost like how the medium functions like obviously there's the news element of it but like i think there's a shit ton of people that i interact with every day that are only on twitter either because they're really into the ticket or they're really into this podcast, or they're really into like a very specific yes. sport or team. So to just discount their passion as ah, it's not real fans. Like, no, they're super fans. When you're a ticket person, like half the bios you see are like just on here to talk to ticket people. Yeah. 
So um, would it like make sense for me to be like, oh, you know, those people don't matter. Like now you could make the case that, okay, obviously they're not the wider audience, you know, 90% of our audience is not on Twitter, but to say that they're not like real fans or they're just complaining is, I just I wouldn't that was wait bullshit. into it at all. I right. wouldn't say What's anything to alienate any part of the people who paid to follow my product. Yeah. And I, especially whenever like he's done such a shitty job and has had, you know, pretty clear evidence of the shitty job he's doing come out. Like this has got to be, I mean, like from a basketball standpoint, it's a whole separate thing about the sexual harassment stuff. And I thought his handling of that was poor. And you can go back and listen to a podcast where I say that in my opinion, it would be great if he was just not around any of this anymore and that the team had a different owner, which I do not deviate from. That is continuing to be how I feel. And, uh, you know, like just so, but setting that aside is a different thing. Like his coach left under weird circumstances his GM left under weird circumstances. His like, you know, right hand guy that was sitting next to him and all this stuff that like was the, you know, the whatever whisperer uh, left under weird circumstances. That guy then went and did a podcast explaining why all of that was dysfunctional. And, you know, I mean, you could say whatever about it, but I don't think he was like, like he had evidence for his points, you sure. know? Yeah. Like just the stuff about Donnie not like no one gets hired away because Donnie's not trying to keep the best minds around him. He's trying to keep the minds that won't cost him his job by being better than him around him. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, dude. It, it painted a picture of the organization that didn't it seemed like there was more credibility than just here's one weird guy i mean like i don't know i follow her all bob i i am aware of a lot of his comments about a lot of things and i don't agree with him all the time you know i mean like it's fine like he i'm not a guy that would just like if for bob says it i'm gonna be like oh well obviously right uh but like you listen to the podcast like he's just coming with evidence where you're just like fuck dude i mean it certainly sounds like what he's saying is right I thought it was weird that he took a shot at Tim for at Tim Cato for like doing interviews. That was a odd swerve. Like it's my job. Like if people want to talk to me, like I'm going to do it if yeah. I'm Tim. Yeah. But other than that, no. I mean, I don't. I think he's a dispassionate. Maybe that's not the right word, but I I don't think that his uh, points and recountants of the events are fueled by emotion. <laughs> And I do feel like a lot of the other people involved, that was the case. And I'll tell you something else. And just set all that aside, the team fucking sucks. Yeah, now, I mean... Like, compared you, to where they ought to be. You do have to take into account that f- even though, like, only two other teams passed, technically it was three with Atlanta, the fact that they were in super early on Luka and that they were willing to ante up to go get him, they... You have to give them credit for that. I will. Yeah. Like no, they, absolutely. They had scouted him since he was, you know, 15 years old. And so and in they the made last, what, 10 years, they've done one good thing. And in the 10 before that, there was like one. Yeah. <laughs> but the weirdest thing about like the Mavs whole scene that just doesn't really even get mentioned. And I know the one that you think is the weirdest one that doesn't really get mentioned. But I don't know if that entire situation was true or not. I think he definitely grabbed that woman's vagina. I don't know. I know that it was accused, but to me, that one is less uh, – it's not less offensive. But the craziest thing that's happened to this team in like the past few years 
is that Tony Ronzoni was accused of sexual assault in a uh, hotel room in Summer League. They stood by him and were like, we vetted this. We believe Tony. Nothing happened here. And like four months later, six months later, just put out a press release that were like, the Mavericks have fired Tony Ronzoni. And like nobody said anything about it. And like Sid put out the press release. And it's like, what the fuck? Like the only reason you're here is because they had this entire sexual uh, assault or harassment, you know, situation and then cover up. The guy who found Luca, like I've talked to him. He's been on the show. He's a, he was a big deal in the organization. He was arguably running the team, like from a scouting standpoint. And they just fired him like six months after they said there's nothing here. And nobody said anything about it. It is the weirdest shit ever, dude. It's not even that nobody locally said anything about it. Like, Nobody nationally brings that up. Like, try to think of an analogous situation for the Cowboys. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if Jerry flat out denied something, or let's say first got caught in a situation, it was a huge story. A couple years after that, allegations surface, he denies them, and then quietly under the radar just admits it and, you know, owns up to it just a few months later. You would bring that shit up all the time. That's really weird. To my knowledge, no one has ever even asked Cuban about this. It's just, well, they fired him. They did the right thing. Yeah, but they didn't fire him initially. They kept him around. Like he was still at practice. That's a strange deal. That's very strange. Yeah, it's uh, similar to you know the the Henry Abbott. I don't even know that we like uh, necessarily made clear what we were talking about there. Henry Abbott has like a, I believe it's now a twenty part series. Uh, and they're so long. <laughs> on, uh, I can't keep up. Like I want to say it's about Jeffrey Epstein, and like nominally it is, but I would say nearly a majority of the posts don't mention the name Jeffrey Epstein. Like, it'll just be like, here's how the CIA's secret air service worked. And uh, (laughs) also, one of the guys who owns the 76ers is friends with the guy who was in charge of it. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. uh, And and we're we're doing an episode. It's tomorrow now, right? Yeah. We're doing an episode tomorrow. Like, just with – I don't know if you know this – I believe the we're a couple hours away from the Jelaine verdict. I knew it went to jury, what, yesterday? Uh, I think the start of the day yesterday. Okay. Like when they came back in, they were deliberating. And uh, if it doesn't come down today, everyone has to come back after the holidays because the court is off tomorrow in the next day. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like if you think about just letting people go home from a, tri- a trial of any note, but especially of that that high profile – Hey, don't bring any of this shit up. Like, whenever your family's like, what have you been doing? You're like, I don't know. Just hanging out. Uh, the one time I was on jury duty, the guy wanted us to decide his punishment. I think I told this whole story at the time, but just to refresh. Uh, he wanted us to decide his punishment. And um, it was like 5 o'clock that day. And so they came in and were like, uh, you know, I don't think that we're going to have time to do this in the you know it's going to be a rush process if we do it now does anyone have anything tomorrow that they can't get out of and a guy was like i gotta help my church 
And so they like went back to the guy. They were like, listen, dude, we just can't do this. Like, I, I think that he had to like consent to the judge deciding the sentence. Like, it's not like they just told him this is how it has to go, but it was like lots of heavy, like if that guy wasn't like, I have something with my church, like his fate would be different. Yes. That's remarkable. Yes. Especially if you're going to get out for something that was basically the equivalent of your job as tables. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I can't. I, I, I help my church. Like, yeah, are you going to be yeah. there all day? Like, what are you going to do? Are you, are you rebuilding? It? Her it's job like, is table. Like it's a normal job. I feel like you could get out of that. <laughs> yeah, I also was like, my job is doing fucking work, and I don't want to do yeah. it tomorrow. So how yeah. about we fucking cancel your church thing? Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so stuff like that, it, it absolutely shouldn't matter to justice what the schedule ever knows tomorrow the, is. The holiday that we all decided is the most important one. Like, it's not even Christmas tomorrow. It's, <laughs> it's not 23rd. really that close. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but because Christmas is on a Saturday, we didn't want to get the, you know, people do work at this courthouse. And so we wanted to make sure they got the full time off and we chose not to do that on the Monday. So court's out on Thursday. So unless you guys want to still have this shit worried about, you know, whatever, I think that they'll just take as much time as they have today and come back at the end of today and be like, she's guilty. No. You think that's going to happen? Absolutely. Is she going to go to jail, jail? Yes. Okay. I haven't really kept up in like three or four days. I've had a bunch of shit. The defense doesn't appear to have tried very hard. Really? And I I don't know what they could have done if they did want to. I think it is notable. Like, whenever they're calling witnesses, that none of those witnesses are even, like... Like, it's all just basically, like, close personal friends. Like, the kinds of... Like, the people who aren't, you know, ditching you in, in circumstances like this. Just... You know, someone that's like uh, the 20th most important in the Clinton White House showing up and being like, this is a woman of impeccable character. Yeah. That hasn't happened. Okay. You know, it it just, it really seems to me like all of the people that she thought that she could depend on because the guy that she, you know, was related, like had the relationship with, had deep dirt on them. They all seem to think that that dirt isn't coming out regardless of what happens to her and that they don't have to support her. And so, you know, you, you, it's just, it's kind of sad in its own way. I'm glad it happened. I, I want sad things to occur in her life, but, uh, you know, whatever. But you didn't know about those milkers. <laughs> uh, she was, uh, the Atlantic had an article about this. This, uh, this came up on life skills. We had a, a considerable, uh, you know, back and forth. The Atlantic had an article saying that sex trafficking is not that big a deal. Um, Bold. Well, just that it doesn't happen as much as you might think that it does. Or, you know, like, a lot of the stats are juked on that. Um, and so, as a result of that, someone was tweeting a picture of uh, Lorene Powell Jobs sitting next to Jelaine. And uh, in that picture, both of them were wearing bikinis. And, brother, I've never seen them like that. That's, okay. That's the thing I'd like to tell you. Okay. Um, hey, yeah. uh, you want some breaking news? I do. Is the verdict out? No. Oh, okay. Luca has COVID. Oh, buddy. And Trey Burke. What's there's a disease called Trey Burke? No, he does not have Trey Burke. Oh. Dude, this is... Sorry, I just like, like looked at my phone for the first second. 
<laughs> Delta it, Omicron Trey Burke. Uh, it's actually a guy named Orenthal Macron. <laughs> it's just O Macron. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just looked at my phone and had a text message for the first time since we started recording. People are like, dude, it's the whole team is pretty much out. That's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Do you think uh, there's any chance like any of the bowl games get uh, – like, A&M already announced they can't play theirs. For real? Yeah. What about uh, what about oh, Tostitos? No, no, no. Tostitos is going to be fine. They're too disciplined. <laughs> You're sure? Too strong. I, God, okay. I hope not. I don't want to just fucking go to Phoenix for no reason. You've always been – a huge fan though <laughs> uh, one of our listeners was kind enough to send me a lot of uh, recommendations it was like if i did all this you better say one fucking nice thing about arizona <laughs> thank you yeah and i'll i'll say uh, to him uh i'm not trying to go that i'm not trying to not enjoy my vacation so i i'm gonna give arizona a full shot this time but uh i don't like my chances um anyway yeah, sorry. With, with the verdict coming out soon um, you know, I've just been I've been listening to the the true and non coverage and uh, just getting deeper and deeper into all of what's going on. And uh, you know, figured that with the holidays, that there's a good chance that our friend David Roth might be home. And uh, in fact, he is. So you, me, and him are going to sit down tomorrow and just just give a full airing to all the Epstein stuff. Okay. Just get into all the stuff, and I mean, not even close to all the stuff. Could you could do you know thirty hours of podcasting on it? Um, but all the, you know, the first two hours of stuff, I'm not committing to two. You don't have to do two, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We can, we can, I can give you an hour and a half. Okay. That's going to yeah, be yeah, tops. Though. Yeah. That, that's fair. That's, fair. you know, they probably already burned this chit, whatever that even is. Um, but I think it would be awesome if season four of succession contained like a guy who is analogous to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And like somehow, obviously like Logan is involved in, he, Went to this island a lot. He's on the plane a lot. Connor's in the mix. Yeah, I'm I mean, a couple episodes into season three now. It's kind of already there with the Dasha, stuff. That's weird. What? Just seeing Adam Friedland's girlfriend on HBO, ex girlfriend. Oh, Church I didn't. I didn't know her. Like by appearance, that I told the, you. I texted you about that a couple of weeks ago, right? I think you did, but I didn't know. Like she's one of the one two PR was. people. Like whenever Kendall is like on his own. Uh, the first couple episodes, they hire those two lawyers, two oh, ladies, I know exactly the blonde white is. one yeah, is yeah, Dasha. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Guy from Come Town's ex-girlfriend. That, Sorry, Bugman. Yeah, this is a tough, tough, uh, tough uh, holiday season for the Bugman right now. Yeah, no. She, and I don't feel like her role is reducing yeah. based on what where things were headed after uh, the episodes I've seen. No, it, it does get larger as we go along. Yeah, that's tough. And man, now... Some of those things seem pointed. I I feel like did he cross one of the showrunners or something? Yeah, there was something like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm serious. There was something where he like tweeted a, to somebody or about something. There was something succession related with Comptown. I don't. I mean, maybe he wasn't at the heart of it. But and they were like, "Oh, a really motherfucker." Because <laughs> we could hire like any number of a thousand blonde twenty five year old. Park Slopeites. Yeah. But we're going to do this one. Ugh. Anyways, I think it would be really cool if that show just like showed up with a, an Epstein angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Cruises stuff does somewhat because the, yeah. the basic, like the, the thing you would want to see there is, you know, the kids looking dad in the eye and being like, what did you know? Right. And like, there is a scene where Shiv is doing that about the Cruises stuff. Um, and it's a good scene, you know? Um, but uh, so 
I've been, yeah, I'd be like, I, I was ready to do this Epstein episode and like had enough to do it, whatever, uh, first asked David. But then he was like, you know, I'd heard you and him talk about the true hoop stuff, but he was like, you should really, you know, go inside. So I, I got an account and I've been working through it and it's my goal to be done with it by tomorrow, but I don't know. I'm on like part 13 to 20. So maybe I think I, I got to like part seven it. and it was like, uh, September or October, uh-huh. and they just kept coming out, and I wrote on my list, do this over vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I have not. Yeah. Um, I did ice skate, though. But so uh, some of the – like, I we can get into all of the various things that come up from there. And it's great. Like, I, I think the whole thing is great. It, it's – he just – he has so many links in there where each of the things he's linking that to. That was a problem, dude. It would take me like three hours to get through one piece. Yeah, because you want to go and read the entire feature of what he did. And I and I have been doing that with some of them. The whole deal of – like this is something that's not even – like it's – all of it has a link, but some of them are like distant, you yeah. know? It's not like they're – like I was going to say like it's not that tenuous, but that's not really what I mean. Like the links are strong, but there's just so many of them between like this person and Jeffrey Epstein. Like Jeffrey Epstein received $158 million from Leon Black. Leon Black founded a Go- Apollo Global Capital. Apollo Global Capital has on its board Buzzy Krongrad. Uh, in that, so like all those things exist, but that doesn't mean that Buzzy Krongrad definitely had sex with girls that Jeffrey Epstein hired. Right. Um, but then he's just talking about, you know, like, so who's Buzzy Krongrad? Like, check out this shit. And that thing was great. The, I watched the C-SPAN clip. So Buzzy Krongrad is one of the, like, he's, he formally worked for the CIA in the 2000s. He pretty obviously informally worked for them in the decades before that. Uh, and in the nineties was one of the key figures in helping Blackwater get contracts. Uh, and so, you know, I mean like whatever someone says, like I'm, I'm starting my own private army. I'm sure there's a lot of laughing amongst that person's friends of like, yeah, sure, dude. Uh, you're going to privatize warfare. Great. We'll see how that goes. And the CIA probably laughs at him too. But then, you know, someone who actually know, like, you know, all this stuff everywhere, I'm not breaking any news. It's just connections. And so if you have someone that, that is inclined to slide work your way, then you can get something like that off the ground. And Bruzzy Krongrad's the guy for Eric Prince who was able to do a lot of that, I think. Um, and there was an investigation in the 2000s. I think this was like 2007 into the various bad things that Blackwater did, you know, like massacres and fucking, you know, just a lot of people, like we had people hired by the government that weren't part of the government that were out here fucking murdering Iraqis. And some people had questions about it. Dude, I met one of those guys one time. <laughs> the people that had questions or one of the Iraqis or <clears throat> a guy who was a, uh, highly paid Blackwater operative. Yeah. At a Halloween party. <laughs> okay. And he was fucking hammered. And uh-huh. he was just talking, dude. Let's do a whole episode on that. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of it could have been. I do think I know for sure that he worked there because I knew a couple guys who knew him. And they were like, yeah, he was a – I think he was a Marine. But they were like, yeah, he's been doing this for like, you know, five, six years. And he was like, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s. But he had stories. I'll bet. And most of them seemed – in the gray area of legality. <laughs> Not a lot of stuff about saving cats? <laughs> no. No. And he was like a – you could tell like he could have just like probably in five seconds ended anybody there. Like he was ripped. Yeah. Unstable. 
Yeah. Beard. They all grow the beard once they get once they go private. For sure. Scary looking. Yeah. But so uh they start a uh, inquiry like the, there's an inspector general's office that's looking into these allegations against Blackwater, and uh, the head of the inspector general's office um, comes in and is like, "Stop looking into this! Like this is not how we want to spend our time. Don't do it." That guy is Buzzy's fucking brother. Awesome, <laughs> that's fantastic. And so uh, the uh, House of Representatives like caught wind of this and pulls him before. You know, he's, he's in a congressional hearing and uh, they're grilling him about like, what involvement does your brother have? Uh, and he's like, my brother has no involvement. Like I asked my brother, he said that this has got nothing to do with him, that he doesn't have any stake in them. My brother is not involved with Blackwater. And one of the reps is like, Blackwater is doing a board meeting right now. Where is your brother? Oh, and he's like, you know, my brother's a, they have anything to do with it. And so then they then they go on break. Then they come back. They ask him a couple questions. And he, at some point he stops. He's like, I have a statement I'd like to make. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to my brother in the break. He just swung by. <laughs> and uh, I'll be recusing myself from any further uh, Blackwater investigations. I didn't know this until now. That's fantastic. And like they got all kinds of emails showing he clearly did know it before now. <laughs> like, but the the C-SPAN two minutes of this guy being like, listen, I know all this stuff I said, but I want to be clear. Yeah, he was at the meeting as we were talking. Okay. And if is that it what is, you wanted? If it is to be said, then it is. Then it <laughs> yes. Is. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's kind of like, uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this tomorrow too, but like, do you think enough is made out of the fact, if I remember correctly, that Bill Barr hired Jeffrey Epstein for like his first teaching job? It was his dad. Okay, Bill Barr's dad. Bill Barr's dad, Donald Barr, who as a sidebar wrote a sci-fi novel oh, that's that right. uh, trafficked like... heavily in forced sex of minors. That's right. But it was aliens, so who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, hired Jeffrey Epstein, a college dropout, to one of the <clears throat> premier private schools in all of uh, New York. And then people were like asking Bill Barr about it. And he's like, I mean, how would this – I don't even see where you would get the idea. That this would impact my my judgment in this matter. You, it, this is one <laughs> of the benefits if, if there were more than twenty people in the world. Right. No, that that whole uh, the true hoop thing. It's it, nothing further drives home the point that there are only twenty people. Like yeah. they just all are running across each other's path constantly. But uh, the thing I wanted to talk about about that, that just kind of leave you with this uh, thought experiment is uh, so. Apollo Global Capital is like a kind of the big. This is why Henry Abbott's writing about it. Apollo right, Global. Josh Harris was the 76ers owner. Apollo Global had five founders. Two of them owned NBA teams. Uh, whenever Tillman Fertitta went to get all the money that he needed to buy the Rockets, it was an Apollo Global guy that was uh, running that whole thing. And the co-president of Apollo Global right now is uh, Adam Silver's college roommate at Duke. <laughs> Okay. So again, 20 people at max in the entire world. Um, but yeah, so uh, Apollo Global started from, uh, there was a, a bank called Drexel, Burnham & Lambert that uh, did a bunch of illegal things and got shut down as a result. And there was five 
guys that weren't necessarily like it's not like Drexel Burnham or Lambert were involved in the founding of Apollo Global, but it was all important people for them, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, they got the money for that from a uh, a cold call from a bank called uh, Credit Lyonnais. Like Credit Lyonnais just called them up and were like, "Hey." We hear that you have a bank that you're working at that did so much shady shit it no longer exists. Can we give you $400 million? And uh, they also, Credit Lyonnais, one of their other big things was there was a guy who was quite clearly a mobster who was trying to buy MGM in like the early 90s, late 80s. Uh, there was a, a Billy Crystal at the Oscars. Like uh, just to show that everyone, this is in the True Hoop thing. Uh, just to show how much everyone understood at the time what was going on here, um, he had a joke of like the MGM. Uh, the, the, this guy's going to buy it, and the the first big change he's proposing is uh, the lion at the beginning of the movie. He's not going to roar; he's going to plead the fifth. Okay, I like it. Little, yeah, little Billy Crystal snappy court joke. humor. I love it. Um, and so uh, you know, just just the shadiest people on earth, and this uh, this bank, Credit Lyonnais, is uh, is lending all kinds of money to them. And the because what what's going on you know like the bigger picture thing is that uh, Deutsche Bank which we've all heard all the Trump stuff and mm-hmm. everything um, you know and they were heavily Epstein right oh yeah uh, Deutsche Bank both of these are basically you know they're the biggest banks in France and Germany or somewhere close to the biggest banks in France and Germany respectively but uh, Deutsche Bank starts making moves so it's not just the biggest bank in Germany it wants to be like a dominant bank in the world. Um, and Credit Lyonnais is like, well, fuck, we should probably do that too. And, uh, you know, both of them in the course of doing this, like you can't like play it safe and do those sorts of things. You have to make aggressive ass moves. And so, you know, Deutsche Bank has yet to be like, uh, torn under by theirs. Uh, Credit Lyonnais did get torn under by theirs. Like they went out of business. The, uh, French people had to bail them out, like, you know, cover their losses up to billions and billions of dollars. And, uh, whenever the investigation started up in earnest about what was going on at Credit Lyonnais and like trying to figure out, you know, like who did this, who was getting the money, where is this money going? Um, weird thing happened. The entire bank burned to the ground. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, I love the old school analog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats, you know, just fucking raising the whole thing. Um, you know, it's like in True Detective how they're always like, yeah, you know, whenever the hurricane came through, destroyed the records. Weird thing. Ugh. Weird thing. <laughs> um, but just, I, it, it leaves me wondering, like that's, that's a clear instance in my mind where like anyone with common sense that's willing to put things together a little bit sees that there were secrets that powerful people didn't want the public to know. Sure. And that's what they did. And as a result, like, you know, most people don't know about the credit Leonay's burning that, whereas if they had found out what they knew, if it hadn't burned down, who knows what kind of shit we would still be aware of today. Uh, and so I, it's stuff like that where you start to wonder, has there been a single thing that powerful people didn't want us to know that we do know? Like you could talk yourself into like this was a, uh, you know, like without knowing the full picture and it should be clear that we will never know the full picture. You don't know what the most damning stuff was. So you right. don't know what's like something to be thrown off the scent. Like the first thing I thought of was like a Cointel Pro, the FBI's targeting of uh, leftist leaders and, uh, you know, uh, uh, anti-racism activists and, and, and stuff like that. You know, them trying to put together cases on them, you know, killing Fred Hampton, stuff like that. Um 
that was, I, I believe that it was people like broke into an FBI office and lifted the files. And that's, and it was, you know, 20 years after the fact or something like that. Maybe it was 10. I don't know. Well, after the, the these things had been going on and like most of the actions had been committed, I think that how that came to light was a break in an FBI office. Um, but, uh, you know, even that you're like, what if that all is an orchestrated thing because yeah, there was something the, bigger? Why and, were those records even available to be stolen type thing? Exactly. If it, if it was, yeah. Yeah. Because like you're, for the purposes of the thought experiment, your mind goes to like, well, there's a bunch of shit we know about. Like I would imagine <clears throat> that the, the military was not real thrilled to find out that the public learned that we were putting like, uh, electrical nodes on iraqi prisoners nuts and shocking them yeah but then you think like okay well if you know about that uh, that might have been okay with them <laughs> exactly like some of these like, stuff might have been actual secrets that powerful people didn't want us to know but with everyone because you don't have the full picture you can't know if there was something worse that they right. were like all right fucking feed them this limited hang like yeah you know uh they can have that they'll chew on that for a while and be distracted from the real thing which is you know whatever you know so i don't know which is some the fact of this that the stuff, 76ers are owned by pedophiles <laughs> possibly possibly yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah. Again, it messes me up whenever I'm just like driving in like a really nondescript part of town. I told you this the other day, but then I just like will stop and think to myself, I'm like, none of this matters. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> there's just something, there's a hand at play that is guiding all of this. And none of the decisions that any of the people in these cars make matter. It's just. Yeah, you know, there's I know what you're saying. Yeah, there's something else going on. There is an, like a you can look through the uh, other end of the telescope. Sorry, yeah. um, I, I I understand what you're saying. Like I often am left with that feeling when I'm reading this stuff. But like, it matters to whom, right? Like you're saying, like to the scope of the world, none of it matters. But like every one of those people, like their life is their entire life, and there's something beautiful about that. Like yeah. all, like you know, whatever nondescript house you're driving by. That's someone's like childhood home, and it's the biggest place in the world to them. And when I pass like three chicken places, like I can choose which one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I mean, there's there's some things I can that that has a material effect to me. <laughs> yeah, I just life. Humans are beautiful. Human life is beautiful, and uh, you know, just because it's not like determining the course of global events doesn't mean it doesn't. Have, you know, I mean, like. You know these people; they are uh, they are loving. You know, like they are out there; they're they're having the most important relationship of their life. They're you know they're they're raising children. They're fucking, you know, all this stuff that it's it's beautiful in its own way. It just yeah, fair. I just uh, I know what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying there's other ways of looking at things. I'll try. <laughs> well, you don't even have to try. You know, I just want to just want to let everyone know it's a possibility. Okay. All, all right. right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.